Welcome back to the Takeaway Show. Guys, thank you for listening. Uh, it is Valentine's week, and if you can't tell, uh, I'm in the mood for some Valentine's music and some romantic movies, which uh, isn't my thing, but, you know, when you're married, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, but thank you again for listening, guys. Uh, it's been an amazing journey so far, and I just want to thank all of our listeners. And if you're new, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Takeaway uh, be sure to like and follow uh, after listening, and make sure to go follow the social media pages, uh, The Takeaway 2023, on Instagram and TikTok, and The Takeaway page that is on Facebook. Uh, today, as you know, is Valentine's Week, and so today we have a special episode for you. Um, uh, my wife, uh, Brenda, is going to be joining us for the podcast today. Brenda, say Hi. Hello. Uh, we are going to be talking about just kind of our journey through our relationship and kind of giving advice as the best we can to other people who are maybe just starting out. Maybe you're going to be dating or you're engaged or maybe you are married. And we're just going to share some insight, what we've learned and some things that uh, we could do better, but also just our challenges that we've faced in our six years of being married, which is this June. Uh, and just kind of share, like I said, our story and some uh, articles that I found, some resources I found to be very helpful. Um, to start off, like we do every week, I found a couple of quotes that I think spoke really well for this week. Uh, one of them is by Maya Angelou. She says, if you only have one smile in you, give it to the people you love. And another one is from the Bible, uh, 1 John 4.19. We love because he first loved us. All right, so um, it is was Super Bowl weekend yesterday. I'm excited. Go Chiefs. We won. We took home the uh, Lombardi. And I came across an article uh, just to kind of warm us up uh, about Super Bowl Monday. Uh, we all talk about Super Bowl Sunday. It's a big day. It's a big uh, event. But let's talk about Super Bowl Monday, the day we all call out of work. Um Millions of people are spending the day and night celebrating the big game, and that means some of them won't be making it to work on Monday. Me. <clears throat> if my boss, if you're listening to this, sorry. Um, the big Super Bowl celebration comes at the price of productivity that is known as Super Bowl Monday Sick Out. I actually didn't know about this. Um, maybe it's the 1.45 billion pounds of wings folks tossed back Super Bowl Sunday or the 105 million pounds of avocados consumed. I think you took a lot of those avocados. Um, according to the we workforce, avocados, <laughs> according to the workforce institute at UKG, the sick out uh, started on Sunday as 17.2 million workers got out of their shift. They either faked being sick or just didn't show up so they could watch the game. Of those who did manage to go in, 21.9 million said they were too busy watching the game while they worked to be productive. Come Monday, 18.8 million employees are expected to miss work, while 7.8 million said they'll go in late. And 2 in 5 said it won't be the first time they played hooky the day after Super Bowl. Um, I guess just to consolidate all of that is, if you didn't get your uh, McChicken sandwich this morning as fast as you usually do on Monday, it's because probably everybody called out of work because of the Super Bowl. So uh, we'll just wrap that up. That is also, that's from Fox 4. Um, if you want to go look that article up, it's Fox 4. Um, but let's get into our topic uh, today. Um, you know, Brenda, we, uh, we've we been married for six years this June. And uh, just kind of, we're going to just talk about, you know, uh, how, how we met, where we met. Um, if you want to start off, uh, us off on that because you were pretty good at details. Um, just kind of how you met me. Well, I met him through a mutual friend of a boyfriend I used to date. Um, I dated one guy and I met his friend and that friend, his name was Nick, if you're listening, Nick. <laughs> um, and then I met Daniel through Nick and we just hit it off. In the beginning. Well, let me just backtrack that. So, (laughs) 
she was going on a date with another guy when she picked me up from my mom's house. And we sat in that car ride for about an hour and didn't say a word to each other because I was nervous and you were nervous and we didn't say a word to each other. I think it's the quietest car ride I've ever had um, in my entire life. And so uh, she went on her date. I spent the day with my best friend. And it was we, actually a birthday gift to his best friend. Yeah, it was a birthday gift to Nick. And then after that, we just started talking and we kind of hit it off. And, you know, I think a lot of that, too, is I didn't have a lot of interactions with, you know, relationships growing up. I was sheltered a lot of my life. And Brendan knows that story. Um, but, you know, we just kind of started talking and it was kind of off to the races. And, you know, there were... Um, a lot of things that I was inexperienced on too is just kind of like communicating the back and forth. But I think the same I did pretty well for having, you know, a first time, you know, relationship. Um, you know, and, and I mean, obviously it worked out well. I did something right because here we are six years later uh, married. So, uh, but uh, what was our, our first date? Tell everybody what our first date was. We went to the movies. The cheap movie. By the way, I'm cheap. <laughs> And we saw Space Between Us. Yep. Good movie, by the way. <laughs> and we had Taco Bell for her dinner. Yeah, so... Which we also <laughs> had our first date. <laughs> Not first date, that uh, first kiss. First kiss, yeah. First kiss was the drive through Taco Bell. Um, and then our first date was Taco Bell. Taco Bell, if you're going to listen to this one, you sparked and started a six-year relationship. So thank you for that. Um, but no, we, we I was broke. I was in high school. I was a senior in high school. I didn't have a lot of money. But I always had this goal that my very first date, no matter what it would be, I was going to pay for everything. Because that's just, I, I saw it in all the movies. You know, every show you watch, every movie you watch, every story you hear, you know, the gentleman's supposed to pay for the first date. It's and I know in our society, it's kind of like they have people have this 50-50, you know. But I think that on the first date, if you, you know, you're taking the lady out, you should be the one pay. You know, that pressure shouldn't be on her. Um, you should pay for it. So, guys listening, if you're going to go on a date, a first date at least, pay for it. Be prepared. You know, I didn't have a lot of money, so I told Brenda, I was like, we're going to the cheap show. We're going to Taco Bell, and then she met me in the middle by buying tacos at Jack in the Box that night. So, um, but no, I mean, what did you think after that first date? You know, how did you how did you feel going on that date with me? Were, you, ner fun. were you nervous? I was nervous, but I had fun. And... I, I was nervous. Do you, I remember what I wore. Do you remember what you wore? Oh, it was this dress. It was like a flower dress with like a blue jean jacket. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't know if I still have that dress or not. And then I wore a pair of jeans and a purple shirt and a black tie. And, and a suit, and a suit, jo suit jacket. Sorry. So, yeah, I came ready, guys. If you're listening, come ready. Be prepared with the cash and the flash. That's all I got to say. Uh, but it's, it's not all about the money either. It, it's it's about, about the money. No, it's not. <laughs> no. Uh, I didn't care about that. And I got to spend time with this person i really like she married me, she she married me for her money for the money jokes on you yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're broke <laughs> dang okay uh we're gonna have we're gonna, for the money. we're gonna pause the session we'll come back when we get our stuff no i'm kidding <laughs> um but you know i wanted to kind of dive in you know in our relationship uh we really had a kind of a uh a movie kind of situation where we kind of ran off. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's well, not like I don't want to give you listeners like a bad. We did. We were, you know, we were inexperienced. Yeah. We were young. We didn't know a lot, but we knew we had each other. And you know, this world is a big world. And yeah. I, I, I think that when you find somebody, you know, you should hold on to them. If they haven't left you yet, don't leave them. You know, and. I think that's kind of our, our mindset was like that back then, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we, we were kind of us against the world. And it wasn't the best decisions, but... Well, here's the minimal of the story. I had a falling out with my mom. And um, I was adopted. So um, when I had the falling out with her, I decided to leave and go with my, with my birth parents and Hugo. And he decided to pick off and leave where he was at he was at a job 
Not a good place. Not a good place is that <laughs> job court. And he was kind of behind on his schooling. And he was able to get his GED before all this. <laughs> Actually, no, I graduated. No, you got, yeah, you got I got my high, high school, school diploma. diploma. So you were the, you convinced me not to get my GED, actually. I was about to go and get my GED, and then you convinced me don't to do that, to school. finish. And I'm so glad I listened, um, because I, I do have a high school diploma, and it ha- it weighs more. It has a lot more uh, weight to it, you know, in the future. So side note, <laughs> get your high school diploma, guys. Don't get your GED. It has a lot more weight, and it'll get you far. Yeah. Anyways, so, you know, I think that's uh, – for There's a lot like, of couples, yeah, you know, and they hear that, um, maybe you are with somebody, maybe you want to be with somebody, uh, and you're not sure, you know, what the next step is. From our experience, don't do what we did. Because <laughs> um, we left after three months of dating. He came with me. We were only like three months in. <laughs> yeah, so it was a very, it was a, just a crazy situation. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It was three months of dating. We kind of took off together. I went with her, and we we kind of had to make a life together. You know, we were out in Hugo in a small town um, living with her birth, birth parents. And one of the things that was so hard for me not only was just those decisions but also i wasn't exactly in favor of her adopted mom uh because of all those decisions but i mean we made it work you know i i've seen us go through some really tough challenges um and we made it work and, and then you know you we married that summer that yeah June. a month later yeah we, we married got married and my dad's mom paid for it yeah a free wedding so uh, and it really was. It was a great moment. It was a, a spectacular moment for me. It, it was surreal. And I wish I was more in the moment at that time. I was. I wish I was more present in the moment because I was like, this isn't happening. Uh, yeah. You know, but uh, we did. And, and, and you, we, you were pregnant with our son. Yeah, we found out we were pregnant. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> we, you know, and then we moved back to her adopted mom's place in Allen, and I was working two jobs. We're trying to save up for our place. Yeah, you know, I was working at Hobby Lobby and Dairy Queen. I was working days at Hobby Lobby, nights at Dairy Queen. Um, and then we finally found our own place that fall of yeah, two I... was it fall of two thousand seventeen. Yeah, seventeen. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you were you were um quite far in your pregnant journey. I think it was like in November. Yeah, it was right found... around the, the holidays. That we found our place. Yeah. And uh you know, we I found a job up there. We moved to um, Durant. So shout out to anybody listening from Durant. I know I have a couple of friends listening. So we were listening to uh, living in Durant, Oklahoma. I got a job. She was uh, you were working at the time, right? Obviously, yeah, I was going back and forth okay. to Allen and Durant, yeah. working part time at the job I was still at, just because I was so far in my pregnancy. After that, I've been six weeks postpartum. Yeah, and would find a job later um, after that up yeah. there. And then, um, and then I know this is this is a uh, very uh, kind of emotional spot for us. Um, but in January, we we found out we had lost our son. Um, he was born stillborn. He was born stillborn, and it was a definitely trying time for us in that moment in our relationship. And um, I don't want to speak for Brenda on this. I'll just kind of exp- kind of give her a brief. Um, it was definitely for me. I can't remember, I can remember pivotal points, but at the same time, I can't remember my emotional state. All I knew, I think my whole, that whole year, I was in just shock. And I enclosed myself, and Brenda knows this, I enclosed myself and I locked myself up. Um, And I just, I guess I want to speak to all the people out there who are in relationships or married that when challenges arrive, don't lock yourself up and enclose yourself. Share yourself with the other person. That's the hardest thing for me because... Um, my story growing up, sharing stuff wasn't a very popular decision growing up because I was adopted too, as you guys know. And, you know, I didn't trust my parents. And trust is the most important thing in a relationship. And and Brendan and I, we know that. We've had our back and forth on that. And uh, trust is a ma- major factor. It's a major ingredient. And I, it wasn't that I didn't trust Brenda with it. I didn't trust myself to hand that over to her and be be okay with it i felt like if i could hold on to how i was feeling maybe i could deal with it internally um you know so uh 
what Brenda, do you want to kind of speak on this? I know this is a, a touchy subject for you, but if there's after, any insight you can share. After losing our son, it was very hard on me. And and then it was also hard on my body because um, a week before we found out, I told my doctor that something was wrong. And he said everything was fine. And a week later, we find out he's gone. And even before that, I kind of knew because another tuition, something was wrong, something was up, and he wasn't moving like he was supposed to. And it was just devastating to me, and I bottled that all up. Like, I would cry constantly, days, months after it happened. Try not to get teary-eyed right now talking about it. But, like, even it took a toll on my body. I was dealing with um, thyroid issues, which was messing up with my emotions as well um uh but yeah it was a hard thing and then with my emotions being the way they are i would lash out at hit daniel over some of the stupid things and he <laughs> it irritated him very much but um we try to we made it work and um it just after the couple of years, we did have some issues and stuff, but yeah, you know, and and it kind of trickled down the way I kind of saw that event. It really, and I don't blame Brenda, and I don't blame myself. Um, I do struggle with the fact that you know, uh, just because she had told me a week prior too that you know I feel something's wrong, and I didn't listen because as a dad, you know. And you don't, and a husband, you don't want to be that guy that's just like, well, no, you know, and, and throw yourself into a state of panic because when you panic, the other person panics and you both panic and there's this chaotic mixture and collision. Um, and so I wanted to be that person, like, oh, everything's fine. Everything's, and, and I learned that day, you know, if there's something wrong, you know, there's something wrong. And I kind of struggle and wrestle with that moment of, I should have stopped right then and been like, okay, we're going to the hospital. And that kind of goes back to the inexperienced part I was talking about in the beginning of, you know, when you're not experienced, you don't know, you're bound to make a lot of mistakes, some of them heavier and some of them more major than the other. I'm not saying that we, me or her or anyone caused, you know, loss of our son. We know he's in a better place. And that's been, you know, that's been five years ago. Yeah, he'd be five. He would have been five in January. Yeah, and it's still something we kind of wrestle with. But I think I don't want to speak for Brenda, for Brenda again. But for me, you know, I kind of am now starting to confront the grief and everything. And it's been a really uh, crazy and amazing journey, seeing it through a different lens. Because when you don't see something through um, a lens of negativity and a lens of you know, sadness, you see it through a, a, a view of, I can conquer this, I can come through. It really helps everybody in the situation, you know. Um, Brenda, where do you see yourself from five years from that, that moment? Where do you see yourself today? You think that you've gotten stronger and um, you, you kind of come out of that situation a bit different in any way, major way that sticks out to you? Um. I think I'm doing better now. It's just around that time when it's his birthday, it gets hard. Yeah. And sometimes talking about it gets hard. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I um, stay strong and. Yeah. Try to be hopeful. And I, I know we'll have more kids in the future. So, yeah, one day when we're ready, you know, this world's so crazy. It's, I'm kind of scared to bring kids into this world because of just how it is today and how so influential it is, how strong the influence is. You know, there's a gravitational pull on just everything but the right thing today. And it's like, you know, what if my kid gets wrapped up into this thing? You know, am I a good enough parent to keep them from that, protect them from that, you know? Yeah. Um, so to any people out there that are listening to our story, um, you know, when you go through these dark times, don't try to stray away from each other. Bring yourself closer together. That's something Brenda and I, we kind of, uh, we didn't do. As for me on my side, I didn't see myself doing it, and I, I regret it. But I also learned whenever I'm going through something, whether it's small or big, whatever it is, I need to grow closer to her than rather towards the problem. 
because the more you stray away from the person in your life that you're with, it tends to kind of drive a wedge between you and them. And then they start seeing different things about you and your attitude changes. And I, I really, you know, I want to be there for Brenda and I want her to be there for me in my time. And the only way to do that is when you grow together. Um, one of the things I was reading this book um, for, it's called, it's by Mark Batterson. It's called Praying Circles Around Your Marriage. And there is a section here called Healthy Conflict. Um, it's a, it says conflict is not bad, but it needs to be healthy. Rather than striving for a perfect relationship, we can strive for a healthy relationship. One that refines us, makes us our best selves. And we can ask the Lord to use the trials in our marriage to grow us. And a lot of marriages today, I read a post on Facebook, actually. Uh, it said marriages tend to, people tend to quit when it becomes boring in a marriage. And I'm not going to say it doesn't become boring because there are some days where it becomes like boring. Um, <laughs> not saying you become boring. It's just every day. It's like, oh, here we go. The same grind, the same thing, you know. You need, yeah, you need this for me and I need this from you. And, you know, and we tend to kind of quit. Go to work come home go to bed <laughs> yeah you know and i think that's the point of like getting away and vacations and you know maybe you're not in a position where you can do that but find things in your marriage that kind of i always say this i think about this a lot go back to the very first date what drew you to that person and then bring that into today of why you're still with them you know i mean we've been together for six years we dated for three months and we we're married for six years four months baby four months sorry <laughs> four months and then we are married for six years you know uh that's a crazy statistic if you really think about it you know um you know it it's a crazy statistic it's you know, a lot of marriages, you know, I've heard some marriages where, you know, they've been married for 10 years, 20 years, and then they just, one day they're divorcing. It's like, I, you know, I don't want that for my marriage. You know, I don't want that kind of split down the middle. I don't want that where it's just all of a sudden I wake up and I'm just not interested anymore. So, um, you know, and so, uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about, too, that I came across was, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of Jimmy Evans. Jimmy Evans is a, uh expert in marriages and relationships. I kind of read you his bio here. I pulled up his website. Uh, he His whole ministry is just about helping marriages uh, and people in relationships, whether they're new or old or just in the middle. Um He's the host of The Overcoming Life, a daily television program dedicated to seeing people thrive in life in their walk with God. He's also the founder and CEO of Marriage Today, a ministry based in Dallas, Texas. He's the author of numerous books. Um, some of those books, if you're interested, are Marriage on the Rock, Ten Steps Towards Christ, Lifelong Love Affair, and When Life Hurts. And I came across some of the uh, quotes he had out, um, and I'll read you some of them because they really spoke to me. Um, the first quote he has is the greatest marriage is where two servants are in love. A servant spirit is the key success to marriage in every important relationship. And I've heard this over and my mom's even told me, uh, you know, about it, about being a servant. It's not about what you can do for me. You know, I don't go to Brenda and say, here's what you can do for me and not give anything. It's about what we can do together. And I think we make a pretty good team uh, when we're, we're serving each other. Yeah. You know, yes, uh, do. you know, and there's sometimes like, you know, we'll, we'll surprise each other. And it's like, we'll do something out of the blue that one of us may have mentioned. I've done that a couple of times with you where you're like, oh, I really like this thing. And then I go back in, I buy it and bring it out and surprise you. You know, those <laughs> yeah. are the little things. Yeah, he's done that a couple of times. Yeah. So, so those are the little things, guys, that could help your relationship kind of have that spark in them, you know, and. Um, I feel like the world today is like trying to kill romance and it's trying to kill like passion because it's all about transactional. Um, and, and re relationships are not transactional guys. Relationships are about serving one another, being there for one another and help grow together. Just like this podcast, you know, Brenda has been really supportive of me doing this. She's actually pushed me to do it and, uh, she's pushed me to do a lot of things. This is one of them, and I'm finally doing it. Yes. You know, and, and I pushed her like she said she wants to be a teacher. She's a really great teacher. She's great with kids. 
And I push her to do that. That's where it comes in play. You know, we push each other to be our best selves and see where we're lacking and, and point it out, not in a kind of, you know, degrading way of you're messing up here. You need to be better here, but just kind of like, Hey, you know, you're doing great over here, but over in this area, if you could do better. Um, yeah. Always be encouraged to your spouse. Don't, don't do it once in a while. Do it all the time. Yeah. And, and I think we get so caught up, like you were saying earlier about work and getting up and going to work and doing the mundane things we forget in our, our minds to, do those things, you know, a, a lot of relationships. And that's kind of why they die out. Yeah. They're like flowers and plants. If you don't water them, they're going to die out. And we, we want to see you guys grow in your relationships, wherever, whatever walk you're in, wherever part of the walk you're in, we want to see you grow in your relationships and we want to grow in our relationships. Um, one of the things is that, what really helped us is we finally we sat down and we went to counseling together and um we talked everything out and when you talk everything out with a, a third person there a third party um it really helps because they kind of see everything perspective everything's out in the air and then they kind of go well here's your perspective here's your pr perspective and they pull them together and they kind of join can join those and that's one of the things that helped uh, us a lot in our journey. We went through a really dark time. Um, we did uh, we did separate for a while, and it was really rough. And I made a lot of mistakes that I, I should have made. Made a lot of mistakes myself. <laughs> and and then we we finally kind of came to the end of ourselves, and we're like, okay, God, you need to do a miracle. <laughs> Basically, you have to work a miracle. And there's so many days where we, you know, I prayed and you know, you prayed and we, we really kind of had to bring it to ourselves to an end and humble ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then we brought it to our pastor at the time and we sat down, we talked everything out. And that was probably one of the greatest decisions we ever made. Cause I feel like if we'd never, we didn't go to counseling, we probably wouldn't be here where we are today. Yes. You know, or we would, and we'd be right back in the same boat a couple of months later. Yeah. So uh, counseling is really important, guys, whether it's through a, a, your pastor or you go seek a counselor or someone or just read books. There's so many resources, guys, out there. Um, the one of them I thought of right before this podcast uh, was The Love Dare. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard of the film Fireproof with Kirk Cameron. Definitely recommend that film. Uh, but they also have a Love Dare where it's a 40-day challenge. And you and your spouse together do this challenge to kind of grow together and strengthen your relationship. And uh, it's helped uh, it's helped us, and we hope it helps you guys. So go check that out. Um, one of the other quotes by Jimmy Evans that I come across here is um, kind of go back to the romance subject. Romance is coming out of our world into our spouse's world to demonstrate how much we value them in our relationship. So. Basically, what I see that is you step out of yourself for basically forever. Since you said I do, you step out of yourself and you can join with your your spouse and they become your center. You know, first, well, first I should, I could rephrase that. God becomes the center of your life, becomes the center of your relationship. And through that. God should be always first. And right. then you should focus on your relationship with your spouse. Right. And then once you and then we're, um, do it together. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, like you said, God first and then God through that, God will bring you both closer together. And that'll help a lot of ways. That's that kind of this, the, the point that a lot of marriages miss is, you know, putting God first. Um, Brenda, what is your love language? I'm not sure I can guess what your love language is, but what's your love language? Uh, I know yours, one of yours is like physical touch. Yes. Yeah. Definitely physical touch. Hold you know what mine is? Mm. your kisses. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Sorry, you, you I don't get too much. You, you, you know what mine is? Wings and football. Yeah, that is the way to my heart. <laughs> um, but also words of affirmation. You know, hearing, words like, of encouragement yeah like hearing you know oh good job or kudos or well done or something <laughs> along those lines um so guys uh i asked that question for brenda because there is a book by gary chapman called the five long languages and i actually came across a website 
by ideas.ted.com. It's, do you know the five love, love languages? And here's what they are and how to use them. So I'll just name the, name the five just to give everybody a... Uh, number one, which is mine, words of affirmation. Uh, number two, acts of service. Number three, gifts. Number four, quality time. And number five, which Brenda mentioned is hers, physical touch. Uh, these are so important to know. And I... and you know, coming from us too, because when it comes time for, you know, you want to do nice things for somebody or do something for your spouse, you want to know that way to their heart and know how to, you know, put the smile on their face. And one of the most important things, which goes back to what we were talking about is it's not about you. It's about them. Don't do something for them. That'll make you feel good. Do something for them that will make you feel good. Now, in the end, when we do nice things for other people, we all have a good feeling in our heart. We did something nice. But when I do stuff for Brenda, I truly want to see a smile on her face. You know, this like this Christmas when I got you the globe that had a picture of all of us and her son and us. And then yeah, the globe, that was you know. So precious. It, it, you know, those kind of things warm my heart for her because. Or Wolverine. Backlog. <laughs> yeah, she bought me a pair of Wolverine claws. So those yeah. things, uh, those things, um, really just they they put a smile on her face and and, and my face when she does. And those they don't things. have to be expensive either. They can be small little knickknacks. Because if your partner appreciates that, then your love will be strong. And that, it's not all about the money. It's just the thought that counts. Yeah, it's crew. But when we get off this, she's going to be asking where my uh, Lamborghini is. Um, <laughs> Lamborghinis? Really? Corvettes. Are the ugliest car ever. Oh, and boy. so is Corvettes. So, oh. yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. Then you're Camaro's the way to go. Okay, Bumblebee. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, but anyway, so, guys, that's so important to know those five languages, first off, and then know what your partners are. Because those will help you get far in your relationship. You know, uh, when you're, you know, you're, you're dating, whether you're dating, maybe you're in your marriage, maybe you're engaged, get those down pat and, and learn, you know, what really, you know, puts a smile on their face. What really, you know, strengthens those relationships is those things. And it's not about the object itself. Just like a couple on these are words of affirmation. That doesn't cost anything. If you turn to your your spouse and say, "Hey, I'm really proud of you. I'm really happy you're with. I'm with you." You know, I told Brenda that so many times. You know, I'm really happy I chose you. I'm really happy we chose to make things work, and we didn't give up on each other. And you know, in our story, that's that's so that's huge for us. And I'm not saying that everybody has that story. Maybe you you don't have that experience. But there's also other things. You know, acts of service humbling yourself before your spouse. You know, Jesus in the New Testament washed his disciples' feet. You know, the, Jesus, the Son of God, creator of this universe, got down on his knees and washed his, his disciples' feet. And that's such a huge, uh, huge act of service. The rep, It represents so much. It represents your humility. It re represents that you're not too good. You know, it represents that you're not, you know, above and beyond for doing those things. You know, Brenda, if for some reason Brenda got really hurt, you know, and there's certain things that I had to do to help her out, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hesitate to do those things because it's, it's love. It's not a chore. When we start treating our relationships like chores and, and a checkoff, it stops becoming a relationship and starts becoming some sort of, you know, I don't even think, well, yeah, I mean, it doesn't even really even become a relationship. I'm not even like that with my friends. You know, if I have to drag myself to help my best friend out or, you know, like I, I really don't want to do this. It's no longer a friendship or a relationship. It's just more of like a burden. And, yeah. you know, so. Never want to make your relationship into a burden. Yeah. You know, and. Laugh that way. I mean, I, although earlier today I was complaining about having to do laundry because I hate it. But, you know, so <laughs> it's, it's, but it's, uh, I did it because, and you it know. It was myself. Brenda asked me. Yeah. And Brenda usually does stuff on her own because, you know, I'm usually busy with the podcast or I'm working. 
my husband's doing another project. We won't get into that. <laughs> so um, it's it's just don't don't allow the relationships to your relationship especially to kind of get to that point. We don't want to see you guys like that. We don't want to see another failed relationship. The enemy is so after that because he hates unity, but God doesn't. God loves unity. He he takes marriage seriously. He takes the covenant of it seriously. And we want you guys to take it seriously because it's not an easy task. And especially today with so much influence on what marriage is and who you should love. And there's so many liberties taken on that. It's so hard to get wrapped up into the whirlwind of that and that tornado. So be careful with that. And for people who are starting off newly, I want to know we're still newlyweds technically for a lot of people, you know, I mean, people who are married 30, 40, 50 years, you know, so we're still newlyweds. We're still learning a lot about each other. You know, every day I'm learning something about Brenda and she's learning stuff about me. And, you know, so we want you guys who are newlyweds, you know, take the time to know each other, you know, um, God really had his hand over our relationship and we didn't exactly do everything right in the beginning, as you heard. But God had his hand over us. And when we finally kind of humbled ourselves and we said, you know what, God, this marriage is your marriage. This relationship is your relationship. He kind of was like, okay, I can work with that because that's what God can work with. So uh, don't run off. Um, <laughs> you know, and if you have run off, you know, well, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I don't uh, no, but, you know, just take each every day, <laughs> step by step. I'm getting mean looks from Brenda. Um <laughs> Take each day step by step, guys, and really get to know each other. Really get to know the other person because if that's really the person you want to be with and that's the person God set up for you, you have to take that in consideration. It's not about I want to be with this person, so obviously it's right. That may not be the person for you. Maybe they're in your life for a temporary reason to teach you those things and see where you're at in your journey, but God has somebody set up for you that is just perfect for you who can handle you at your best and you can handle you at your worst. And Brenda's seen me at my worst and I've seen Brenda at her worst, but we, we both came together and instead of going, well, that just isn't about, you know, I'm not about this, you know, I'm not, this isn't for me. We were like, you know, we made the choice to, you know, I'm going to embrace you at your worst. You know, I'm going to embrace you in your darkest moment. Love is a choice guys. You know, don't let someone else speak into it. Don't let anybody else tell you, you know, who you who you should and shouldn't love. Love God first, and allow His love affect how you produce and and, and exhume that love to other people. And He'll bring the right person into your life. But it starts with Him. It starts with you know putting Him first in your life. And studying what is love, what is relationship, what is commitment and loyalty, because that's who he is to us. You know, he never left us. He never leaves us. He doesn't abandon us because love is patient. Love is kind. Love is gentle. Um, you know, there's there's so many virtues and you read in the Bible. I don't know the scripture off the top of my head, but the scripture in the word, you know, list all things that love is. And that's most important. Um Brenda, do you have anything to add for our listeners, maybe? To... Oh, okay. She's thinking. Uh, we do have uh, a fun thing to do for each other. Um, I kind of had the idea at the top of my head during this podcast is uh, asking each other rapid fire questions to see which one who knows each other the best. And I may be sleeping outside after this. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, uh, but no, uh, Brenda has a list of questions. She's going to ask me, and then I'm going to probably read those and see if I know, see who knows each other best. What's one random thing or event that you saw or witnessed recently that made you think of me? Um. <laughs> uh, uh, I saw a cat. I've seen a lot of cats, so I think of you because you love cats. So every time I see a cat... I message Brenda, I'm like, hey, or I'll take a Snapchat, and I'll be like, look, a cat. And she's like, oh, cat. And I'm like, I don't know why you are so <laughs> about I this. I like animals. <laughs> it's so weird. It's, it's, it's we weird. do have four, and then we are feeding three that live outside. <laughs> yes, outside being the key word. <laughs> um, 
Your turn. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I'll look at the list. Okay. So, what does your? We'll just go back and forth. What does your ideal weekend look like? Ooh. Wait. So I'm supposed to guess. Wait. So no, you have to guess what my ideal weekend is. No, this is just. You have to guess it. So. No. What is my ideal weekend? Oh, is your ideal yeah, weekend? Yeah, that's the that's the part the fun part. We have to guess each other's stuff. <laughs> uh, a movie and dinner at Buffalo Wild Wings. Yes, or maybe going to a live music if I'm feeling very peopley. <laughs> what? Very peopley. If I want to be around people, go to like a live music event or you know oh, something okay. like that. But yeah, it's basically summed up. A weekend is going to a movie, going to eat wings or Indian food. Oh yeah, and uh, that we go to church on Sunday. Sunday church on Sunday, movies in the afternoon. And when we get a chance, we try to go bowling. And go to bowling. Like bowling because we love bowling. In fact, I Brenda, got bowling shoes for Christmas, and then I have my old hair. Well, on one of our dates, Brenda and I went bowling, and I kind of held back to let her win because as being gentlemen, oh yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I I've gotten better at bowling. I have gotten better at bowling. Yes, you have. Okay. But I dominate. Whatever, 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 whatever. Yeah, yeah. Move on, move on, move on. Let's see. Next question. Well, what do you think my ideal weekend is? Pretty much the same, right? I mean, yeah, technically, technically yeah. I mean, you prefer not to go to the movies every weekend, though. We prefer like to do something, like you said, bowling or go for a walk in a park or something. Do something that's outside of outside of the movie. Some conversation. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's see. If there is one thing that you could have natural talent in. What would it be and why? So you, what would you, your natural talent? No, this is your question. You're supposed to answer it, and then I'll answer it. <laughs> uh, natural talent in? Well, let me ask it again. If there's one thing you could that you could have natural talent in, what would it be and why? That you don't have talent in now, but you want to have talent in. Oh man, uh, a lot of things. I I will. If I knew how to run a company, I would run my own company. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know, some crazy. Well, you're like, starting. I mean, I'm starting, but it's crazy. Uh, oh, okay. I, I'll give you one. If I could have the talent of being a five star chef, Wolfgang Puck or Gordon Ramsay, if you all, if you're listening, if I could be a five star chef. And cook up a, a meal that blow your mind. I could do it. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> so what would what would yours be though? Um, being an artist again. I used to be good at it in school, but as I got out of school, I don't do it as often anymore. Like and... Pam from the Office. <laughs> <laughs> I suck at drawing. I used to be good at it. And, well, okay. Not technically. I get. I can guess this one so easily. Silly or odd quirks. You narrate everything. Boom. Yes, yes, that's <laughs> You narrate true. everything. What are some silly and odd quirks that I have? Oh. Be uh, careful. <laughs> ooh, let's see. Let me think. Uh, <laughs> uh, quirks. I can't. I don't know why. My office references all the time. Oh yeah, he does do office the co- references. The constant office references that I had. Constant again. office references, <laughs> and every time we eat dinner together when we come home from work, it's the office, office this, office that, the office. <laughs> Did you hear the save me the That's desperation? That's what she said. Boom roasted. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one lesson you could pass on to the next generation, what would it be? Going back in the deep mode. Wow. Uh, that's a deep one. Yeah. Love your kids and hold them tight because they mm. won't be young for long. <laughs> yeah, my mom, I told my mama that that she can't she can't get old and leave me. <laughs> uh, if one one lesson for me, I guess if I could pass on generation is 
um, give somebody a chance. Uh, trust someone with your feelings and, and what you're struggling with because it sucks going through it alone. I know that better than a lot of other people. And there's a lot of people that can relate to me. It's- Even if you don't want to talk it with somebody you know, talking with some stranger who doesn't know you personally is probably a good thing too. <laughs> I mean, it's worked out for me uh, just going through counseling. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's stuff that I'll tell a complete stranger that I won't tell you mm-hmm. or my best friends or my mom. So it's just, it's just it, as long as it's out there for somebody here, that's the most important thing. Also, I can't believe I didn't say this. Give yourself to give your give your heart to Christ. Give your life to Christ. You know, follow God. Go to church. Get involved with good church people. Um, you know, stay humble and uh, just love God. You know, because it, it can, you can't go wrong with it. Um, one more, and then we'll end the session. One more question. Uh, okay, what's your question? If time travel existed, this is a me question. If time travel existed, where and where would you like to visit first? When and where would you like to visit first? Can you guess mine? No. <laughs> we just went and saw it. The Titanic. Yes. You. That's like- a very sad event. I know. I'm sorry. But I would go just to see the Titanic. Guys, I'm doing a Titanic podcast in April. And... um. Our cats just like got into a fight. Anyways, <laughs> um, we off. I'm doing a Titanic podcast, and I went and saw the movie recently with Brenda, and we saw it in 3D. I would go back to the Titanic and see it just to just to marvel at the creation. Not exactly the the sad part, although I would save Jack <laughs> off that door. Put <laughs> Jack on the door. Yeah, they both lay up there. <laughs> okay, what's yours? What's yours? When and where would you go? make things right and we wouldn't have lost our son wow to hit deep oh uh, yeah very oh, deep oof. okay i would uh, go we... back in time and tell myself go to the doctor right now go to the hospital <laughs> oh wow um yeah i i mean i kind of have to relate to you on that you know but things happen for a reason and He's in a better place. He's in a better place. He's waiting for us well, to come back. Well, now him. I have to give you another question because we got to end on a good note for everybody. <laughs> yeah, um, sorry. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Here's emotional. one. Here's one. What is your most outrageous purchase? A thousand dollars or more? Thousand dollars or more? What is your most outrageous purchase? I think. Have you ever bought something more than a thousand dollars? Okay, when I was in high school, I brought I bought that camo camping that camo suitcase. Was that, was that more than a thousand dollars? My truck, my truck. There, over a thousand dollars in my truck. That's the most outrageous purchase ever. My first vehicle <laughs> that I ever bought was this ugly blue taxi minivan, Grand Caravan. And I want to tell you the craziest thing I did to it. I hated, I hated the blue. I hated the blue so much. But it was expensive to go get a paint job. So what did I do? I got duct tape. Oh my gosh. And duct taped the whole thing black. And then I did the roof white. Because in the summer, you don't want your black car to be so hot. So white roof to keep it from getting too hot. And then the door handles, I uh, did white tiger duct tape. Which was kind of cool. People liked it. And then... Um, I got pawned off, not, not pawned off. Um, I sold it after a while cause I was driving the other van that I grew up with. So if you drove better, <laughs> if you got anything out of that, anything guys, <laughs> duct tape might solve your problems, but it doesn't mean it's going to look good. All right. I say <laughs> it was actually not bad because people with we take a picture of it as they walk by. I was like, yeah. Oh, and in Houston, they have this duct tape car thing show or whatever that I would have liked to put it in back in the day, but this is years ago. Well, that'll wrap it up, guys. Go check that out. Look that up. It's a thing. <laughs> First, go follow my podcast on TikTok and Instagram. Then go check out whatever that duct tape festival is. All right, guys. I hope this was a blessing to you and I hope our story was just um, encouraging, uplifting, and uh, I hope it helps other relationships, other people out there who are listening in the future. 
thank you, babe, for coming on and talking. You're um, and uh, guys, have a wonderful Valentine's weekend. Eat lots of chocolate. Watch a lot of rom coms. Chocolate covered strawberries. Brenda Not got chocolate. her chocolate covered strawberries. Brenda got her chocolate covered strawberries today. She is very happy. Yay! Uh, thanks for breakfast. You got me flowers. And- you know, guys, if you want to renew your... And an office card, office theme, Valentine's card. If you want to renew your relationship membership card, make sure you do this <laughs> this week. <laughs> uh, your deadline's tomorrow. If you're really smart, you'll wait for the day after when everything's on sale. Um, so, That's what I'm doing for the kiddos. I work with at work. <laughs> all right. Guys, I hope this was a wonderful uh, session. This has been fun, and I hope this has been a blessing to you. Go follow uh, the TikTok and Instagram page, The Go Takeaway. Go follow The Takeaway 2023. And The Takeaway yeah. Facebook page. <laughs> um, and be sure to rate and like uh, um, these episodes. Uh, I want to thank Vikings Revolution for uh, always being a sponsor and supporter of the episode. Um, no new uh, stuff going on with them promo-wise, but uh, make sure you go visit their uh, um their website it's called vikings revolution and thank you anchor um for letting me host this podcast on the anchor website and spotify thank you for letting me host this podcast on spotify so thank you both to you guys and speaking of office if you didn't recognize the song at the beginning i'm gonna be playing it again is by creed bratton the great creed Brat- bratton spinning and reeling with love guys have a great week and i will catch you on the next On the next episode, that was Brenda, not me. I have better timing. Just that.